Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Eclair. I hope everybody's doing well. Following up on my last podcast on how the Taliban bring in so much money for themselves to build up quite an extensive military and uh, actually just a country overall on their own. And that's opium. I'm going to talk about how, I want to start off with an article from the BBC and how the U.S. military's opium war in Afghanistan was lost. So it's in November 2017, so this is from 2017, the night vision camera shows a network of streets in a town of Hamlin province, the poppy growing center of Afghanistan. The camera wheels around the targets before the missiles come arching in. There are nine strikes in total, each one taking on an individual building in a series of simultaneous explosions. It's a jaw-dropping example of precise bombing, some of the most advanced military technology ever devised, including a B-52 strategic bomber and an F-22 Raptor stealth fighter and an M-14 tactical rocket launcher. The objective was to take out Heron Laboratories at the heart of Taliban's $200 million a year opium trade. It was, invo- it was uh, to involve some 200 similar strikes. But according to new research from London School of Economies, Operation Iron Tempest was not what it seemed. The study found that despite excellent tech uh, intelligence, the multi-million dollar campaign was having a negligible effect on the Taliban during the drug trafficking networks in Afghanistan. So what exactly were the Americans attacking? That was a question Dr. David Mansfield asked himself when he watched uh, the opening salvo in the campaign. It was bizarre. He said, I was sitting in the UK more than three and a half thousand miles away in Afghanistan watching these incredible attacks unfold. The technology the Americans were using was stunning. These bombs seemed to be going pinpoint accuracy, but I was just thinking, what is the target here? Dr. Mansfield studied Afghan opium industry for more than two decades. He says heroin production leaves certain telltale signs, and he wasn't seeing any of them. Yet American forces were claiming their attacks were a success. It would take months of careful detective work using the kind of expertise usually employed by the military, advanced mapping technologies, geospatial analysis of satellite images, and involved dogged investigations on the ground before Dr. Mansfield felt he understood what was going, what was happening. His conclusion is surprising. Despite the incredible resources the American military were pouring in, Dr. Mansfield and his team now are convinced that the U.S. Air Force is using the 21st century fighter jet bombs a little, little more than mud huts. Great. <laughs> so they had bad, bad, bad intelligence to start with, or they just wanted to blow shit up. I, I what? You're telling me with like the technology that they have, especially the satellite imaging, shoot, even drone imaging, they couldn't spot a poppy field. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, opium is woven deeply into the fabric of, of, of conflict in Afghanistan, now the longest war in American history. The profits from heroin to, uh, it produces are used to fund the Taliban as well as terrorist groups like the ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And heroin also drives the rampant corruption that is so corrosive to civil society in Afghanistan. It was clear just how institutionalized poppy cultivation become when, in 2016, uh, this particular artist traveled to an opium farm that was supposed to be a government-controlled area. The farmers did not feel any need to try and disguise what they were growing. Thousands of swollen opium poppy seeds nodded cheerfully in a field just a half hour from Mazar-e-Sharif Airport, right behind the main road. The poppies had been scored the night before, and overnight the sap had oozed out under a dark scab. Five or six men were working their way steadily through the plants, scraping and sticking, uh, scraping the sticky latex from the bulbs with a sickle-sharpened tool. 
The farmer, Taz, Taz Amir, was at ease with the protection of an ominous-looking man with an AK-47 slung over his shoulder. Don't worry about him. He's the local policeman. Growing opium is a very serious crime in Afghanistan, punishable by death. Yet here's a policeman welcoming a BBC reporter to a poppy field at the height of the harvest. Record output. By 2017, the evidence of the Allied failure uh, to continue opium production had become impossible to ignore. Four days before the Iron Tempest began in 2017, the UN Office on Drugs and Crime had announced that poppy cultivation has risen more than 120,000 hectares in a single season. When the U.S. and British forces invaded Afghanistan in 2001, poppies were grown around 74,000 hectares. So that's 285, uh, 285 miles, square miles. The new figure shows that production had increased more than fourfold in 15 years. Now opium was growing on 328,000 hectares, 1,266 square miles. Okay. So it has grown exponentially since the allies have gone over there. Why? And that's with them attacking it. So why has it grown? Well, I do have one theory here that I'm going to touch on here. Oh, obviously, uh, I, I'm going to read this article for a couple articles here. Uh, and this one is actually from 2003. This is from my university. UC Davis scientists help restore Afghan agriculture. So this is after the bombing. UC Davis, top agricultural uh, university, ag tech school in the United States, right at the top of the list there. University and faculty member will travel to Afghanistan this spring as part of an international effort to revitalize the country's agriculture system after two decades of war. The campus's Afghanistan Agriculture Initiative involves partnering with the University of Kabul and the Afghanistan Ministers of Higher Education and Agriculture to conduct a series of workshops and translations to horticulture to production guides. Renewing Afghanistan's agriculture touches the lives of the majority of the people in the country and gives them hopes for the future, said Patrick Brown, a pomology professor who is leading the USC, uh, UC Davis team. Brown is also director of international programs in the College of Agriculture and Environmental Studies at Sciences at UC Davis. From March through August, UC Davis faculty will carry out a market survey and prepare to hold workshops in Afghanistan to train. <clears throat> will carry out a market survey and prepare to hold workshops in Afghanistan to train Afghanistan native agriculture specialists. Hmm, I wonder who those may be on issues such as orchard management and tree crops, post-harvest technology, agricultural business management, and analyzing farming systems. The idea is to provide the university system and the government of Afghanistan with the know-how to build their crop system and assist farmers in growing crops, such as vegetables, almonds, walnuts, pistachios, and grapes. Hmm, I wonder what else they learned. What else was involved in that? You think somebody, somebody else with that, that much power and influence, especially in uh, Afghanistan's top, earn, one of their top earning, <laughs> actually probably right now their top earning, uh, revenue stream, you think maybe a couple of uh, poppy seed uh, farmers maybe snug in there a little bit. The program originated from a 2002 meeting of representatives from the Afghan community uh, living in the United States. UC Davis re researchers and representatives from the California horticultural industry, they agreed to develop a renewal plan for Afghanistan. The next step was Brown to meet with Afghanistan's deputy minister. 
of Agriculture to the Director of the United Nations Food Agriculture Organization. So, say you are the Taliban and uh, you want to increase your production of your poppy seed. Um, why not jump to the front of the tech, ag tech culture, uh, uh, cultural <laughs> thing? Um, side of it and uh, attend uh, one of these here where they'll actually teach you exactly how to build the most effective um, agricultural system not only just how to grow it but actually system so that's agriculture uh, that's the orchard management tree cops post-harvest technology agri agricultural business management and analyzing farm systems I'm gonna jump to this another 2011 article this, these are both from UC Davis here. So UC Davis to lead $14 million effort to move Afghanistan's agricultural extension. The University of California has received $14 million from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to lead a consortium of universities that will help Afghanistan strengthen its agricultural extension system and stabilize its agricultural-based economy. Hmm. The new three-year grants awarded by USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture as part of a broad effort to empower the government and strengthen its development in Afghanistan, where agricultural employs more than 80% of the labor force and generates more than 40% of the economy's output. Approximately $5 million grant will be used to support UC Davis-based work. The remainder of the awarded subcontracts to extension provisionals from Purdue University, Washington State University, and other land-grant universities will be engaged in the project moving forward. For decades, UC Davis has played an important role in extending research funding in the international agriculture community. Since 2003, the campus has been helping to restore Afghanistan ag agriculture by supplying grapevines, providing market surveys, introducing livestock producers to new technologies, and foraging monitoring systems. And more recently, creating an e-Afghan ag website to support agricultural development. So... Why, why has the poppy industry in Afghanistan absolutely exploded with ferocity? Uh, yeah, one, there's, there is obviously a economy behind it, but, uh, I don't, you know, inadvertently, I don't know if it was, you know, the, uh, we taught them how to do that, you know, through our universities, the, the, the most advanced ag tech, you know, university out there. We taught them how to do it. Uh, so there you go. That's my humble opinion right there, but I think I provided some decent evidence. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Take care. I hope everybody's doing well.